It's story time by our favorite English author, Annette Blyton, *The Enchanted Wood*, Chapter Seventeen: An Invitation from Moonface and Silky. Nobody had really enjoyed their visit to the rocking land, which had been a mistake anyhow. They sat in Moonface's house, untying their cushions from their backs and fronts, and looking. At all the bruises they had got, what shall we do with these cushions? Said Bessie. Moonface could do with them, I expect. Said Funny, Fanny. He uses such a lot for his slippery slip, don't you, Moonface? Yes, they do very well. Said Moonface, his big face beaming joyfully. Some of mine are getting very old and worn. We can't possibly. Possibly give them back to that cross old woman in the rocking land, so we might as well put them to some use here. Right," said Joe, and he handed Moonface his two cushions. Everyone else did the same. Moonface was pleased. He poured lemonade for everyone, then handed round a tin of sweets. I don't feel as if I ever want to see what left is at the top of the faraway tree again. Said Joe as he munched a peculiar toffee sweet, which seemed to get bigger in his mouth instead of smaller. Neither do I," said Bessie. "I certainly never will," said Fanny. "It seems as if there are never any lands there worth visiting. They are all most uncomfortable, except my little land," said the saucepan man rather mournfully. "I was always very comfortable there." Joe's sweet was now so big that he couldn't say a word. Then it suddenly exploded in his mouth, went to nothing, and left him feeling most astonished. Oh dear! Did you take a toffee shock? Said Moonface, noticing Joe's surprised face. I'm so sorry. Take another sweet. No, thank you," said Joe, feeling that one toffee shock was quite enough. I think we'd really, really better be going. It must be getting late. What's going to happen to the old saucepan now that he's lost his land? Asked Bessie, picking up a yellow cushion, ready to slide down the tree. Oh, he'll live with Mister What's Its Name," said Moonface. "Hello, he's taken a toffee shock by mistake. Watch him. Do." They all watched. The saucepan man's toffee shock had got enormous and was about to explode. It did, it did, and went to nothing in his mouth. The saucepan man blinked his eyes and looked so astonished that everyone shouted with laughter. "That was a toffee shock you were eating," said Moonface. "A coffee clock," said the saucepan man, even more surprised. "Dear me." Come on," said Bessie, giggling. "It's time we went. See you another day, Moonface. Goodbye, Saucepan Man." She shot off down the slide, round and round, and out of the trap door at the bottom. Then Fanny slid off, and then Joe. "Goodbye," he called. "Goodbye." Mother was astonished to see their bruises. "Whatever have you been doing?" she said. "I shall." I shan't let you go to tea with the saucepan man again if you come home like this. And how dirty your clothes are! Joe longed to tell mother about the rocking land and their adventure there, but he felt sure 
she would think he was making it all up. So he said nothing and went off to change his dirty clothes. Things did not go very well the next week. Father lost some money one night, and mother could not get very much washing to do, so that money was very scarce, and the children did not have as much to eat as they would have liked. If only we could have a few hens," sighed mother. "They would at least give us eggs to eat, and a little goat would give us milk." And what I want is a new garden spade," said father. "Mine broke yesterday, and I can't get on with the garden. It is very important that we should grow as many vegetables as possible, for we can't afford to buy them. To make things worse, their father was very cross with them for having spoiled their clothes the day they had gone off with the saucepan man." If that's the way you treat the only nice clothes you have, you will just stay home and not go out at all," he scolded. The children did not like being scolded, and Bessie mended their clothes as nicely as she could. Two weeks went by, and the children had not even had two hours to themselves to go and see Moonface. He'll be wondering what has happened to us," said Fanny. Moonface certainly was wondering. He had waited each day and each night to see the children, and he and Silky wondered what was the matter. "We'll send the barn owl with a note to tell the children to come quickly," said Silky at last. So she slipped down the faraway tree to the hole where the barn owl lived. She knocked at his door, and he pecked it open. What is it? He asked in a hoarse voice. Oh, Bonnie dear, will you take this note to the children at that little cottage over by the wood? Asked Silky in her sweetest voice. You're going out hunting tonight, aren't you? Yes, said the barn owl, and he took the note in one of his great clawed feet. I'll take it. He slammed his door shut behind him. And rose into the air on great creamy wings, as silent as the wind. He flew to the children's cottage. They were in bed asleep. Barney sat on the tree outside and screeched loudly. The children awoke with a jump. Whatever's that? said Bessie. Joe came into their room. Did you hear that? he asked. Whatever could it be? The barn owl screeched again. He suddenly had a dreadful voice. The children jumped. Joe went bravely to the window and looked out. Is anyone being hurt? He called. Me! Screeched the owl again, and Joe nearly fell out of the window with fright. The barn owl spread his great soft wings and flew to Joe. He dropped the note onto the window sill, screeched again, and flew off into the night to look for mice and rats. It was a barn owl," said Joe. "It left a note. Quick, light your candle and let's see what the letter says." They lighted the candle and crowded round the note. This is what it says: "Dear Joe, Bessie, and Fanny, why don't you come to see us?" Are you cross? Please come soon, because there is a wonderful land at the top of the tree now. It is the land of take what you want. If you want anything, you can usually get it there for nothing. Love from Moonface and Silky. Oh," said Fanny, excited. 
the land of take what you want. Well, I'd like to get a few hens, and I'd like a goat," said Bessie. "And I'd like a new spade for father," said Joe. But then he frowned. I'd quite made up my mind not to go up to any more of those strange lands," he said. "You simply never know what might happen there. We'd better not go." Oh, Joe! cried Bessie. Do let's. After all, if there's a nice land, we might as well visit it. Shh! You'll wake mother," said Joe. "We'll see tomorrow what happens. If we can get some time to ourselves, we'll go and ask Moonface if the land is really safe to go to. Now we'd better go to bed and sleep. But they didn't sleep much. They no. They were all wondering what the land of Take What You Want was like, and if they were really going to visit it tomorrow. End of chapter.